Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Luan, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. your name this morning that you are God that there is none like you we are grateful father of your presence we thank you Lord that you heal that you restore that you make all things new we glorify you Lord for you Lord you have remained faithful upon our life even this December Lord we look back and we say Ebenezer for the Lord has carried us and the Lord has been with us we thank you, Father, for healing. We thank you, Lord, for powerful testimonies. We thank you, Lord, for milestones that we achieved. We thank you, Father, for this grace in the name of Jesus. We commit our hearts, our life to you, even today, in the name of Jesus. May we be transformed, renewed, healed, and fully restored through your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, can we give a powerful clap offering unto Jesus? Hallelujah. Greetings in the name of Jesus. How are you this morning? It is good to be, to be back home. Hallelujah. We have enjoyed ourselves. Thanks to Pastor Kay for agreeing to come to Acadia to share the word with us. Hallelujah. It's always good to hear from her. We're going to share together from the scriptures. I want to challenge you as a person to share the word of God. It's very important as we come to the end of the year. Amen. Next week we have one service. Can you tell your neighbor? Next week we have one service. The 6th we are starting with our 21 days of prayer and fasting. On the 15th we are starting 9 o'clock. Next week we are meeting 9 o'clock. And then uh, the following week, 9 o'clock, we have a Christmas service. Can you tell your neighbor, we have a Christmas service? Yes, we have a Christmas service. And we have a New Year Eve, which is the 31st of December. So Tuesday, 31st, we'll be here. We'll have our prayer until crossover. Then just early hours, around 1 o'clock, we'll be done with our prayers. And uh, I think the church will open from... From six o'clock. We open at around six o'clock. And then eight o'clock we start with our prayers. We'll pray until until midnight, bringing ourselves before the Lord. Amen. So can you say to your neighbor, next week we start nine o'clock. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you. So we are going to share together. We are teaching on the power and influence of diligence. The power and influence of of diligence. Can we bow our heads together as we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. We are grateful to be in your presence. We thank you for each and every person that is here this morning. Father, those who are streaming directly from here, we pray that, Lord, you will touch their life. Those who will listen, Lord, that, Father, you will transform and renew their life. We thank you, Father, for this grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, the book of Second Corinthians 2 Corinthians 8, verse 7. We are teaching on diligence. So here the scripture gives us a picture that we should abandon. But 
as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. Praise the Lord. We need to abound in diligence. Usually when the year comes to an end, people slow down. People let things loose. And what happens is that you experience the loss of the bad choices or the things that you didn't do during this time of the year because you lacked diligence. You lacked the ability to stay focused and on course. And this is the challenge that we want to give to you to say, you must abound as well in this grace. Joshua chapter 18, we are reading verse 3. It says, Then Joshua said to the children of Israel, How long will you neglect to go and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers has given you? So they were not diligent to go and do what the Lord said they should do. And because they were not diligent, certain things started to take over and reduce the opportunity that God has given to them. Sometimes, most of us, God will speak, but we take a long time to respond. I always say, learning by experience is one of the most painful things you can learn. Because when you learn by experience, you are behind schedule. You are being pushed to make the decision, not because you want to make that decision, you were supposed to have made the decision a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, but because you were not diligent, you will fail. And this is the challenge that we have, that the power and influence of diligence upon our life. Our success, our breakthrough, our ability to receive much from the Lord come from the level of diligence that we have and that we give to ourselves. So Joshua was saying to the children of Israel, you have been slack in the work that you are supposed to do. And some of us, you might look at your life and you realize we have been slack in the work that you do. May the Lord have mercy on us. If you are not diligent, you will not be able to lay hold of anything. When you came to university, you realize I need to study. But we can tell you that there are people who are going to fail when the results come. And unfortunately for most of us, we are not aware that this is the only opportunity we have to come to study. We'll not have another opportunity again. You can talk to people that are senior to you. They wish when the time came, they were more diligent so that they are able to do what they are supposed to do. So diligent is a spiritual virtue. Can you tell your neighbor, diligent is a spiritual virtue. Praise the Lord. So diligence is a spiritual virtue, a key ingredient that is required to make success of your life. Without diligence, you will not be able to achieve much in life. For diligence to work, you need to be passionate. We, we will say to all the young people, December is a time when it is like Satan has opened the spirit of lawlessness. One young person was saying, can't we just drink wine? It's December. Just once. And somebody's going to say to you, can't you just have sex just once? Just, just this time. I will not ask you again. 
But when you are not diligent, you will think, oh, it's a moment, it's just a moment, it's going to pass. But if you are not diligent, by September next year, you will be carrying a baby. And the boy will be nowhere to be found because he was not serious. You get it? So you need to be passionate about the Lord. You need to be determined. You need to be consistent, earnest. Effort needs to be put for you to be able to achieve much in life. Most people take things lightly. They think life will still be the same. I say consistently to my children. Life is, might be easier because I'm alive. You need to take the opportunity that I give to you very seriously because this opportunity might not be there. Most people regret after the opportunity has passed. They say, I wish you will give it again. Sometimes the opportunity will only come to you once and you will never have it again. A boy might come, Zolisa, to you and say, I love you. But you see your eyes looking at another brother. You are not being diligent. You are not looking at yourself and saying, this, this gentleman has, has proposed, this brother has proposed, let me sit down and take stock. And you just dismiss the brother and say, uh, I don't feel the same way. I had a friend who proposed the sister. After about a year, the brother she was looking at has already found the girl about to marry. She make a somersault quickly and told another friend, another sister who's a friend to my friend, to say, please, can you tell the brother if he's still interested, I'm available. <laughs> can you tell your neighbor, you must be diligent. Diligence is a platform for excellence. When you are diligent, you will succeed. Part of the things why families fail, they lack diligence. They are broke, not because they don't have money, but they are bad planners. You get it? Things don't work because even when we have agreed on a plan, nobody takes the plan seriously. When we agree, let's do this, let's do that. We, somebody end up letting go. So, diligence is a platform for excellence. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 6. It says, go to the end, you sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. Can you tell your neighbor, go to the end, consider her ways and be wise. The Bible tells us that the end is diligent. You see, the end is diligent because it knows now it's summer. There is a lot of opportunity for the end. But it knows it cannot stand winter. Winter is coming. Can you tell your neighbor, winter is coming? Listen, we are not talking about the cold. We are talking about lack. When that time comes, the opportunity might no longer be there. So the end starts to plan. To say in six months time, the environment will change. Don't be much. So let's save now, store as much as we can, so that during the next coming three months of winter, we will have more than enough to last us until the next rains. And the same is true with us. If you are diligent, you will learn that you need to plan a little more than you have been doing. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 6. 
First Timothy 5, 6. But she that loveth, uh, liveth in pleasure is dead while she lives. Let's go to Holman's translation, please. However, she who is self-indulgent is dead even while she lives. You know what is indulgence? Indulgence is to do the things you like. Not to be careful. Not to plan. The Bible tells us the person is dead while he's alive. I like giving the example of lack of diligence of the modern parents. Most of us, we are in the lower middle class and some of us are moving possibly upper into the middle class. Now, you are thinking your children will enjoy by just allowing them to do whatever they like. Whatever they want, you give, you give it to them. Like now we are going into, into December, into the festive season. There was Black Friday. I was not around. I wonder what you bought in your house. You might have bought the things you don't need. And the price you paid, you know, might not necessarily be worth the effort. But most of us will not be diligent. We will be thinking, I will succeed. I will prosper. I will do well. But you need to be diligent in order. So the middle class families, they will leave their children. We give them tablets. We give them whatever. And we don't take care. We don't instill the fear. We don't make them to do any spiritual activity. And we think by bringing them to church, they will change. That's not how you became a Christian. You didn't become, you became a Christian because somebody was diligent. They make you to memorize scriptures. When we were young, we, we knew John 3.16. We knew it by heart. We knew Psalm 23, Psalm 24. We knew them by heart. The, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. We were made to recite these things. They didn't make sense. But the parents were diligent but you have become sophisticated. And that is why our children are suicidal. Our children can't take counsel. Our children cannot be corrected. If you correct the child, please change the dress you are putting. I don't like it. It reveals far too much. In the house is fine. But you can't walk like that. I tell you. People get angry. I used to tell our, our worship team. I say, please, be considerate. Can you tell anybody? Be considerate. It's like some people say, oh, I'm dressing up so that they can see me. You are missing the point. It's not about you. It's about all others you are ministering to. So you become diligent so that your message will be received. So that you will be received yourself. Hallelujah. So, you need to be diligent. The Bible says, go to the end and you will learn that the end learns much earlier. Be diligent with your life. Can you tell anybody, be diligent with your life. Your life might end anytime. You know, we have two powerful people who passed on this week. We have got our powerful artist who passed away. And we have Reynard Bonke. He was here at the beginning of the year. What do you think? We are among possibly the few nations 
that hosted Reynard Bonke. One of the, his ministry started here. And it was good that he was here. But you might look at yourself and think, oh, I still have life. I know one boy here in the city, the parents got some big bonus or payout. They went and they bought the boy in nice suit, nice clothes. They bought him a wristwatch and whatever. They went, it's December, they went to Fountains. You know Fountains? They went to Fountains. And as they were dancing the night away, you know, before they closed the park, the boy waved, just disappeared from the people. He fell into a pool and perished. Nobody knew. The only thought that came later was the parents were thinking, is it the, the, the things that we did for the boy? Because he was not a person who would go to the parties and whatever until they bought him some very expensive label clothes and until they gave him a wristwatch. And then he was putting on flosham and whatever. Maybe you don't know what is a flosham, but it's a very expensive shoe. <laughs> so he went there. It was a sad story because he went, he went to a place he was led by a group of people, when he started to dress like this, they started to attract him to say, you are the kind of a man, you are in the class that we are in. So my challenge to you is, your life might end anytime. Be diligent. I know a man who took a drink, and it was the last drink they took. I don't know you understand. It was in a party, everybody was happy. But he was not diligent. He left this drink unattended. And when he came back, he was still happy to pick up the drink again. And it was the last drink. He was carried, rushed to the hospital. He was vomiting all the way. He vomited until he felt like he's vomiting himself out. And went to intensive care. Days after, we're singing hamburger. Why? Because we lacked diligence. We lacked what? Diligence. We always tell people, I always, when people say, oh, we're traveling, I'm going to go far. I always say to people, don't eat food that has been left for you specifically, depending on the environment. I always say to people, don't eat food that has your name on it. I never eat food that I have a name. My name. Everybody has eaten, and I have food. They say, this is your food. I wouldn't eat it. You can bring it here. I'll tell you. Even if I'm hungry, I can hear the stomach cramps. I look at the plate. I say, this plate has all the things that can kill you. It has been, somebody prepared it by, with love. But because it has got my name, other people might have done other things on it. You get it? You'll blame the wrong person. So the best thing is, I always tell them, I don't want food with my name on it. You get it? I don't go that way because I'm being diligent. Somebody says, oh, are you fearful? I say, no. I'm diligent. Many others have died by trying to be casual. Now it's my friend. Yes, your friend prepared the food, but an evil Satan came and put something in your food. I'm going to somebody. Can you tell your neighbor, please be diligent with your life. If you have not given your life to Jesus, because of lack of diligence, you might find yourself in hell. When you open the other side, you open your eyes the other side, you might find you have already crossed to the wrong side 
of life. And you are shocked that you are there. But because you were not diligent, you know there are people who are not diligent, they allow their friends to lead them. I always say, be led by the scriptures. Be led by the word. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> don't, don't fall prey to being casual. May the Lord have mercy. Jesus is the spirit of diligence. The book of Luke 2 verse 49. And he said unto them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? I must do the father's business. So to be diligent is to be a soul winner. We have been diligent. During this season, festive season, we host a lot of family members. Friends, family, they come. To be diligent when they come, before you eat this nice meal, tell them, let's pray. But it's not for the food we are about to receive. Thank you, Jesus. You get it? It's the time you take to share about the love of God and you tell them that it is good that they make the decision to love Jesus. Every Christmas meal where you have people is an opportunity to share. The, the, the many parties that we do, you become diligent because soul winning is a diligent work. Most people are not diligent. They will not tell somebody about Jesus until the person has died. It's then that they regret. I was with him this morning. They develop cold feet. Say it again and again and again. I prayed with some of my uncles, the sinner's prayer, every time we meet. Because I realized the last message I preached hasn't affected them as much. Nothing changed after we shared the gospel. So every time we meet, can we pray again, uncle? You must receive Jesus. Your life must change. Then we pray. Father, forgive my sins. Recently I had a wedding in the village. You know, they have this, uh, I don't know what you call them in English, but it's more like every part of the village has a group of people. They cook differently. I was going from one place to the other. I started from Wednesday, preaching to each and every person. I called all the men and I told them, if you die, are you sure you are going to meet God? I said, your sins are too many. To be this old, we have committed so many sins. Then I make them to read the scriptures and we pray. I went to the women. When I finished with the men, one elderly man says, please go and tell my wife. She's sitting with the other women there. He gave me the courage. I went, I did the same. The following day when I came, the same old man told me, these ones were not there yesterday. I had a, a, a deputy evangelist. He was helping me. I'm being honest with you. By the time I finished, this is my common village, where the Bible says, no greater miracles can be done. But I shared the gospel. They even told me, when are you starting the church in your village, in this village? When are you starting? I said, I'm coming. I'll be here. You will see. But what am I saying? Because of lack of diligence, Matangu, when you are with people, you become casual. Think about it. When you arrive in heaven and your mother is not there. Oh, you love your mother. Think about it. When you arrive there, your child is not there. It's just you. You, you just arrive by yourself. The level of accusation that you will put, they say, this man doesn't deserve to be in heaven. He's one of the most wicked person. We stayed with him in our house. He used to visit us consistently, but he was not diligent. 
he never shared Jesus with us. He was very casual. He was very casual. I was talking, my, my family goes to a different church, but they are not fully committed. And I said to them, you cannot and you will not. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian. You have to know Jesus and receive him as your. So, soul winning is part of doing the father's business. It shows your diligence. If you are not going to share the gospel during this time, you lack diligence. We have to share. Praying is doing the father's business. It shows diligence. If you don't come for prayer, you are not diligent. I've seen people come into prayer because things don't work anymore. So it's like you are using God as a slot machine. Even when things work, come. Even when, when you come and you sit here, you don't know what we are doing. You are in the midst. I always say to parents who have got children, bring your children, let them sleep in the church. They are sleeping in the right place. They are away from the presence of the evil one. Visiting people, visitation, and caring for people, giving to others during this season is doing the father's business. People no longer give gifts. People no longer send cards. Can you imagine? They will copy a card from somebody, Happy Merry Christmas. And then they forward, 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 forward. I hate those cards. Forward, 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 forward. If you play this to 10 people, this will happen to you. I say, <laughs> I say you are superstitious now. You are not being diligent. I was saying to somebody, a message from your heart goes a long way. A message. All of us can say something. And today, the way the world is nice, you can even leave a voicemail. And then you can share your passion and your love. Appreciate people correctly and say, thank you very much. This year, it was so difficult. But when you called me, my life was impacted. Thank you very much. Paying, paying your tithe faithfully is being diligent. There's no amen. I can hear it. Yes. Because during this time, when people go on holiday, they make themselves forget. You know, I'm a Christian, but December, I make myself forget. I'll pick up a boyfriend because my cousins are going out, so I must have somebody. It's two by two. So, I was trying to feed. What they didn't tell you, their level of wickedness, they've protected themselves against many things. For you, you are ignorant and naive. I can tell you a story after story. I have a lot of stories. Lot of stories of people who went out and came back with a disease, of people who went out and never returned. They died because they allowed their cousin to lead and guide them. So paying the tithe, don't make yourself forget. To say, oh, it's December, let's do a little party. Uh, we will see. It's a good time to show your diligence and your love for God. Hallelujah. Diligence is the spirit of the Lord. Can you say yeah, diligence is the spirit of the Lord? Luke chapter 4, verse 18 to 19. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 19, please. And to preach the accepted, acceptable year of the Lord. Praise Jesus. You are diligent in the name of Jesus. May you receive this grace in the name of Jesus. May you excel in this grace in the name of Jesus. You see, people who are diligent, 
Come January. Somebody was saying January, December, and January, uh, they are like 60 days in one month. Because people are going to be paid the end of this week. But people are not diligent. When they get all this lot of money, they forget that January from the, from the 15 is 45 days. You still have to pay school fees. So to be diligent as a parent, you are going to buy all the school books. Can you tell the men, woman sitting next to you, by the way, you have to buy the books. Go and buy them now, not, not next year. Buy the books now before they advertise that uh, a piece of meat has been reduced in price. So you are thinking if we buy more meat. This is a good time to pay school fees. To pay, you buy the books, you pay school fees for next year, January. You know, I'll be covered. It's a good time to go and buy uniform. It's a good time to buy enough grocery because you will not have another opportunity to buy grocery. It's better to be pocketless for now, but knowing that the whole month of December and January, you'll be fine. Imagine somebody. I know, I sound like, oh, listen to him. He thinks we don't know that it's December. <laughs> you will, January, you will be unable to sing. You'll be thinking, God has left me. You left yourself on the ledge. You open yourself for this. So the spirit of diligence is to be faithful in the work of the Lord. Shepherd, ministry minister, is a good time to visit your sheep. It's a good time to knock at the doors. Sometimes when you visit people, you realize that they have a boyfriend, they have a girlfriend. Uh, their family is not as the person appears. We just dress nicely, but, you know, we don't come from a very nice places. Come on to somebody. The preaching of the gospel is the spirit of diligence. So December is a good time to do so. Characteristics of diligence. I've got about six points. Characteristics of diligence. Listen, prevention is better than cure. You don't have to have tuberculosis. Just get the two drops or three drops. You are fine. You get it. But if you neglect it, if you get sick, we have to cure you for the next coming six months. Injection tablets. You know how much tablets they are there? I visited my members who have the disease. Listen, it's a real trial. You have to develop some level of discipline. They force you diligence. If they realize you are not performing well, they arrest you, take you to the hospital and make sure that nursing staff, they monitor you and make sure that you get consistently medication and injections. One man that I was visiting, they have finished the left side of his, his butt and the thigh. They came this side. He was green. They were doing it on his arms now. He says, I can't even sit nicely. And I said, this disease, you'll take it for granted until you have it. I'm going to somebody. Tell your neighbor, prevention is better. So you better be diligent. It's better things to pass you than to find yourself you are involved in them. Number one, diligence is a choice. Tell your neighbor, diligence is a choice. You win or you triumph through, uh, through, through diligence. Uh, Proverbs twenty two twenty nine says, Do you see a man who excel in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1, it says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently 
Obey the voice of the Lord your God. So diligence is a choice. You can become diligent. The Bible says uh, sex before marriage is It's called fornication. December is a time when people are tasting. It's like I'm just talking. Listen, I've been a pastor almost for 30 years. I said to girls, every girl who says I love you too has started to lose. Did you hear what I said? When the boy sister Sarah says, oh, Sarah, Sarah, you are so pretty. You look so nice. All these years I didn't see you, but now I see you. <laughs> I love you. You should be careful because that love might be having too many other things in it. It might not necessarily mean I love to marry you. It just means I love your body and I want to use it for my own benefit. And after some time, I will dump you as I've done with the other five, six, seven girls before you. But most girls, they get so taken up, they will even leave and run away because they are now in love. You know, the funny part about girls is that they replace the voice of their father quickly. The father can say, oh, don't do this thing. Yes, they do. And they meet the boy on the corner. They go with the boy. I say, but I told you. I love him. So don't be diligent. Diligence is a choice. Can you tell me diligence is a choice? So when somebody says, I love you, you should find out where have you been? How many girls have you had in your life? You get it? How many girls have you dumped before you, you come my way? And tell them, I'm going to investigate you just now. I'll come back. I'll come back. I'll come back tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. And then from there, you pick up your phone, go on the WhatsApp, you check everywhere, and then you phone the people from the same village, from the same place, after you have done your investigation, to say, hey, Las Vendas, do you know Dr. T? Hey, you know, he's got a brother. They say, yeah, no, we know him. When he's in Houting, he's born again. But when he's here, he's Mr. DJ. <laughs> then you are diligent you are guarding your own soul you are taking care December you become diligent with the work of God the people that God has given to you don't forget them and remember them in January your sheep you must be phoning them reminding them your life is precious before God promptness to respond promptly is a sign of diligence when when you, you, you do your things quickly, it shows diligence. Number two, diligence is a commandment. We are commanded to be diligent. Second book of Corinthians, chapter 8, verse 7, it says, But as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, you must abound in all diligence. It doesn't say in diligence. It says in all, in all diligence. So diligence is a commandment. We are commanded to be diligent. One of the things to be diligent is to do a budget. To do what? A budget. December like now, you need to do a budget to say, everybody wants to go on, on, on shopping, everybody wants to buy this, everybody wants their house to look good. Do a budget. Write all the things you want to do. Look how much money you have. If possible, bring the children into it because children are the ones who will tell you they want a new set of turkeys. And their turkeys are not cheap. It's 2,000 rands. You get it? I need this toy. I need this. My kids were telling me about uh, a doll. There's a name. They see it on TV. And when I was being told how much the doll cost, I was shocked. I said, a doll for 2,500. They say, it cries. 
He sucks the bottle. <laughs> I said, it will suck the bottle for a week because you are going to remove the head very soon. And the baby will stop crying. You get it? They will break the battery center. To, I mean, you should see what they do to the toys. And my 2,500 will have just gone. So you look at it and you realize, wow. So diligence, is you go down, you start writing. I only have so much. Then you realize I've done all of the things. I've paid the school fees. I've done all the things that I'm supposed to do in January because this money is supposed to take care of that part. And then you realize I've done all that I need, I need to do. When you have visitors that are coming to your house, you know exactly where, where, where you are at. May the Lord have mercy. And some of you, you need to be diligent. Don't send your children to your mothers without grocery. You are cruel. That's, that's, that's very unfair. You must make sure the conflicts, they don't eat conflicts in the village. So when you take your children, buy enough conflicts, buy this uh, fresh milk, what do you call it? Ultra milk or whatever. To make sure that your children won't be a burden to other people. Don't dump them. We know already that you have dumped them because you can't tolerate them. But make it easy that when we babysit your children, it's easy. They have all the little things, the yogurts and whatever that makes. And don't leave your children far too long. One week is enough. Can you imagine? They dump them now. The school just closed this week. And they will be returning in January. What will they be eating? One woman was saying, I can't even go to the funeral. She was crying. She says, my neighborhood, they have funerals. They left the children here. I'm suffering. I have to cook for them because they didn't buy them anything. Oh, we will come, Mama. Mama, we are returning. You are not returning. You are gone. <laughs> you will come in January when you are pocketless as well. You are driving 60 on the N1. Yet when you were returning, you were driving 160. Now you are driving 60 because you are not even sure. Uh, and when you arrive there, you say to DM, ADM. Because they just got them then the money and the first to say, ADM, just 50 rand. So that we can arrive. Can you tell your neighbor, please be diligent. Yes. Do your, 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 your budget. Number three, diligent, diligence is a seed. Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. You need to understand, we have to sow seeds of diligence. You continue. Your children should make up their bed. It's a sign of diligence. You have to do your bed. Do the commitments that you have made. We said diligence is promptness. Just being prompt. Number four, diligence is a spirit. Uh, Mark chapter 1 verse 12. It says immediately the spirit drove him into the wilderness. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. It says it's not by might nor by power, but it is by my spirits, by my spirit. Acts chapter 4 verse 33. It says and with great power, the apostle gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord and great grace was upon them. Diligence is the spirit, is the attitude that you carry that tells us that you are diligent. Hallelujah. Number five, diligence drives its career to labor. If you are diligent, you will not stop. December is not the time to slow down. It's a time to uh, reconsider, to go back into all your plans. What did I agree to do? Uh, how do I remedy the situation while others are asleep? This is a time when people go to sleep. When others are asleep, you are busy laboring and working. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. First Corinthians 15 verse 10 says, But by the grace of God, 
I am what I am, and his grace towards me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was in me. So Paul here says, I labored more. So this is a good time to make you to labor more for your, for your branch. This is a time to labor more. When you don't have the spirit of diligence, you know what you do? You say, people by lay high. So it becomes an excuse. Nobody was there, so I'm not going to do it. You'll be shocked that when people are not there, people are progressing and moving forward. May you have the spirit of diligence in the name of Jesus. May it be upon your life in the name of Jesus. Number six, the spirit of diligence carries definite rewards. When you are diligent, there are great rewards. We have already spoken about it, that diligence will bring you before great men. When others are not called, you will be called. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 8. Now, he who plants and he who waters are one. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Your success and breakthrough comes by the level of diligence you give. There are students who will not read until the exam time. They will not read until exam time. That's why you fail. Because you have not been diligent. There are people who do their assignment 12 hours before the, the cut of time. They will not come to prayer. They will be under such stress. And you think they have learned. No. After they write this one, they go again on another six months holiday. And it's not surprising that very little is achieved. Praise the Lord. What are the results of the spirit of diligence? One, you will get uncommon results. All the people who are high achievers, the thing that distinguishes them from others is diligence. High achievers, those who are doing well in life, is because they are diligent. When they get the thing, they stay on it. Number two, the result of the spirit of diligence is creativity. They have creative ways of working. They have the same 24 hours, but if you look at their work, it's like they have 48 hours. They work more. They take advantage. I was talking to somebody to say, uh, look at the amount of hours you have and you are doing nothing. We call for meetings, you don't come. Not that you are busy. You are, you are just clumsy. You are not diligent. What are the results of the spirit of diligence? Number three, promotion. When you are diligent, you will be promoted. When you are diligent, you'll be promoted. I was talking to somebody. I've done this for most of my members. I always tell them, don't be part of the people who fight the boss. You will lose. Serve the boss even when you don't agree with them. Serve. Work. Work for the boss. You'll get promotion. All my promotions. I became a manager around 25, 26. By 30, I was already in senior management. If I was still working today, I'm definitely sure I'll be at the top of the top. Because diligence brings promotion. When I finish my work at my station, I'll go to my boss and say, I'm done. Is there anything extra you want me to do? My work is finished. And my boss will look at me in the beginning like surprise. Really? Yes. They give me more work. I work. I push. So from there, my boss knew this guy is always willing to do more. So they pushed me up. They pushed me up. Before you know it, one day I was driving my boss. He was in my car. And, and she said, I'm giving you a salary increase. I don't like the car you are driving. You get it? My car was nice. I was driving a GTI. I mean, GTI. Can you say GTI is not nice? I was zooming on N1 with a nice exhaust. You could hear me from far. 
says, I don't like your car. You must get a new car. I'm giving you an increase. He says, don't tell anyone. Tell your neighbor, don't tell anyone. Diligence will promote you. Yes. I've been promoted. I was saying to one young boy going to university, I said, when the lecturer comes with the books and whatever, and there are too many, when you leave the class and you realize he's, he's still caring, just rush and say, say, madam, can I help you? They will start to notice you. It might not be important for now, but after six months, after a year, two years, three years at the university, you might need their help. They might be the one. It might not even be their subject. They might put the weight for you. And before you know it, I, I always give the example of my, my former lecturer when my parents couldn't pay my fees. And I decided, let me go back to the university. Maybe I've got a supplementary exam. I met my lecturer, and he said to me, Vince, you have a sub, a sub. And he told me which day. By the way, I haven't paid. He told me which day. He even told me 60% of the questions are going to come on, the, on the, the previous exam. He says, go and read. If you master those things, you have passed. Nice. I went, I said, even though <laughs> I haven't paid, I knew. Why? Because I was, I was a very good student by helping my lecturer. If he comes, I'll be carrying things for my lecturer, going to the, to the car. If I meet him on the ground and he's carrying things, I'll be carrying. And people will call you a pet. They say, oh, you are making yourself a teacher's pet. Diligence will not only bring promotion, but it will bring order. When you are diligent, there will be order. And lastly, diligence will establish you. First Peter chapter 1 verse 10 says, Of this salvation, the prophet has inquired and searched carefully, who prophesied of the grace that could come to you. If you are desperate, you will achieve greatness. Most people are not desperate. So they are not diligent because they think, most children that are here, you think your life will be the same. The day you start working, that's the day you become poor. You are rich now. Your parents are paying for you. You don't know what it is, but the day will come. If you are not diligent, uncommon result will not come. If you are not diligent, creativity will not come. If you are not diligent, promotion will not come. If you are not diligent, order will not come. If you are not diligent, you will not be established. Can we bow our heads together? Every eye closed, every head bowed. I want you to pray for yourself, for the spirit of diligence. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you honor. I pray, Father, for ourselves here that, Lord, may we possess diligence. May we be able, Father, to care. May we be careful. Father, may we give ourselves fully to the work of the ministry that even during this time where people are taking it easy, where people open their life, Father, to spirits and to heads, Lord, I pray that as Emmanuel Christian Church, Lord, we will be diligent. We will continue to win souls. We will love others. We will give our life, Father, for the work of the ministry. We pray, for Lord, we learn that Jesus is the spirit of diligence. That Lord, to win souls is the spirit of diligence. That Lord, the spirit of diligence, Father, is to care for our soul so that Lord, we don't lose our life during this time. When everybody else is excited and careless, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus for the spirit of diligence to rest and abide upon us in the name of Jesus. We pray. While all eyes are closed and all heads are bowed, I want to pray with you. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son 
that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have an everlasting life. Diligence is to secure your life. Diligence is to give your life to God. That is the greatest diligence, to make sure that you are protected and you will receive the grace that God has given to us. His blood was shed. The Bible says anyone who receives him is given the right to be called the child of God. But you have to acknowledge that you are a sinner, that Christ died for you. You have to acknowledge, I have sins. I can't save myself. So if you are here this morning, say, Pastor, I want to be diligent this morning. I want to receive Jesus. I want to secure my own life. Just lift up your hand.